Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are discussing the sixth entry into the Mission Impossible franchise, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, It's a punny title because there's nuclear threat and it deals with the fallout from all of Ethan's Hunt shenanigans over the last five movies, pretty much. And, you know, lots of falling. Yeah, and lots of falling. <laughs> You're correct. Lots of threats of falling and falling in general. Um, but um, first, before we get into this, since this is the first Mission Impossible movie we've talked about on the podcast, let's do a quick round the table on everybody's thoughts on the franchise in general. Ben, you start us off. Um, I've pretty much enjoyed all of them except for two. I didn't like two at all. Uh, three is probably my favorite just because Philip Seymour Hoffman's villain is so creepy and so good. The rest, um, to me, kind of gel together and feel almost like the same movie in a sense. But I've I've enjoyed all of them, aside from two. John? Um, yeah, I I think I reciprocate uh, Ben's sentiments. Um, I didn't think two was that bad. I mean, it was obviously stylized to the nth degree exponentially. Um, Look to some and- miserable late-night tweets by myself a few weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. to- <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's as bad. It's worse than you remember. <laughs> I, okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, John Woo definitely wooed all over that film, um, but yeah, I I like the films overall, and I think I appreciate that Tom Cruise, like specifically with this uh, franchise, has been using it to try to push the boundaries of what stunts are in films, and also prove that as an actor um he he can participate in that aspect of filmmaking and be very genuine to it and try his hardest um so i appreciate his intentions in that sake um and yeah uh, yeah i think they're they're probably my favorite kind of spy espionage franchise that i've ever seen like i would put them i would I think I would put them over the Bond series. Born, you like them more than Jason Bourne? Um, that's oh, that's good too. I don't know. There's, they're just so that's different. Actually, that's I. Yeah, they, they, they are. are so they good. are. But yeah, I, I, mean, I would say of Bond, Mission Impossible, and Born, which are the three spyish series that have more than th- two or three movies in them. Um. And we'll just call we'll we'll say the Craig versions of Bond, mm-hmm. uh, since that is in the same realm of this. I think Jason Bourne is the only one with a legitimately terrible movie in it. The fourth one, which I thought I still haven't seen that one. The, the fourth yeah. Matt Damon one. Um, I, I liked, thought it was fine. Yeah, like it's, it's just bad. <laughs> but Alicia Vikander. Yeah, I do like her. It was funny, when you brought up Bond, I was going to say, it's like, if we're just talking about the Craig Bonds, those are way better than Mission Impossible or Jason Bourne, in my opinion. Casino Royale is one of the best action movies ever made, hands down. I feel like out of those three, 
groups, I would go with Mission Impossible just because I feel like out of all of them, this is the one I'm more likely to go back to the most and rewatch because they're just a lot more fun to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of waylaying our our discussion a little bit with this, but um, yeah, I think I agree with Lauren too. Um, across the board, outside Mission Impossible 2, I think you're getting B plus or higher entertainment in every Mission Impossible movie and with sequences that skyrocket into A plus range from time to time. Um, and I definitely like prefer the group of characters they have in these films. The ensemble. Mm-hmm. For I, sure. I will say, I think um, all of those reasons that you guys listed like outweigh some of the amazing aspects of the Daniel Craig Bond series and uh, the Jason Bourne series. Um, I think a lot of those films might arguably have like better writing. And that's not to say the Mission Impossible series has like shitty writing. Uh, Mission Impossible series has like pretty solid writing in my instance, but some of the things that they did with like Ben mentioned Casino Royale or the Bourne series as a whole, um, I think it's just very well done in terms of the twists and turns and getting you to cheer for the character. Um, I guess they all have a stinker now that I think about it. So we have Mission Impossible 2. We have Spectre. Quantum I came around. Ar- no, oh, I no. think Quantum Skyfall? Solace is great. Wait, which, which one's no, which? No. Which the Solace? Yeah. The... No, what's the most recent one? Spectre. Yeah, that's the one Spectre I like was the, the worst. Yeah, and I like re- I I appreciated it more the second time I saw it, but the first time I I really did not like that movie the first time I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I have had no desire to go and back then to it. The most recent Born. So I would say Bond and Born, both in their most recent entries, have had clunkers. Um and Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2 just got hasn't had a way. bad one in it's, over fifteen it's hard years. To argue. It's hard to argue with Spectre not being a clunker, but I kind of enjoyed it. Like it definitely is a weaker Bond movie. Especially it's more enjoyable, and it's 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 action would, pieces work in Spectre for sure. I forget a lot of what happened in Spectre. To if be we get another movie with Christoph Waltz, I will forgive the sins of Spectre. Oh no, he's done. He was the worst part of Spectre. Yeah, we you take we that need back. Um, Idris Elba. Yes, we need Idris. Elba. <laughs> no, we need my. My thing I te- texted. We need Rebecca oh, Ferguson uh, to become oh, yes, that. the new Bond and then connect the franchises. Or, uh, that would be good. Or uh, what's his name? The guy from The Guest. Dan Stevens. Yeah. Um, Didn't know a lot of people want Tom Hiddleston? He was always I feel like out his there. Na- yeah, I feel like his he name was, was out there. He was good in that. I'm excited for one more Craig major. movie. And I think they all kind of, I think he knows. He definitely knows. I don't think what's his face. Um. Well, who directed those movies? Sam uh, Sam Mendes. Uh, he did Skyfall, which is probably the the best of those four. I would, in my opinion, I'd put it right behind Casino Royale. Everyone like really gave Skyfall a lot of critical acclaim, and like then simultaneously also gave Quantum of Solace a lot of like terrible acclaim. Not uh, me. I well, okay. I really liked Quantum of Solace. I, Quantum of Solace is great. I didn't get Skyfall. Why did like? I thought it was cool that it kind of finally a lot got of this it more personal rests James on Bond if you story, like but... Benicio del Toro or not Benicio del Toro. Uh, um, Javier yes, Bardem. Javier Bardem. I feel like if you weren't on board for him, you probably would have hated that movie. 
No, I the, liked him. I thought he was interesting, but he was like the only interesting part of there's it. There's definitely I, I that's another one I haven't ro- watched again since theaters, but I've heard people who've definitely had some legitimate complaints about it. Well, I would also argue the best shot in any Bond movie is that long hallway sequence with Bardem just walking up to up to Bond. I fucking love his introduction. He's such a good villain. Oh. One of the best shots in all those four Bond movies is actually Inspector, where he's drunk and like half naked sitting in a chair and a little mouse runs into the room and he goes, who do you work for? And points the gun at him. It's beautiful work. Um, <laughs> they also had uh, that Jose Batista fights really good in the train Inspector as well. That's But then the movie's pretty much downhill after that. It was all right. Um... But we're talking about Mission Impossible. <laughs> and yeah. um, actually, I think there you can draw comparisons to Spectre with Fallout as well. Because they both try to fold in the entire series before it, kind of. Um, I, I, I think Mission Impossible 2 gets left out in Fallout. Um, we're recording which this is, a little later than usual, fair. so we might be a little forgetful. But there's definitely callbacks to 1, 3, 5, and I'm sure there's stuff in 4 if you just keep in f- the fact that um, Benji came a part of the team at that point. I am I guess I'll just launch into my thoughts on Fallout. I think, along with Rogue Nation, because I... Did everybody rewatch it? I know Ben and Lauren, I think, rewatched all... The movies. Uh, I just one? rewatched. No, the, I, no, I just I rewatched um, four and five. I ran out of time for oh, the others. Okay. I didn't rewatch any of them. Oh, okay. I didn't get the, I didn't I get the sk- chance to. Admittedly, <laughs> I did skip two. <laughs> um, yeah, I I rewatched all five uh, going into this, and I think I always held three as my fave before the rewatch. But I think Rogue Nation, which is the previous one, and this one, sit up on the top of my favorites with this um seeing and those are like those are the two most connected of the series too right because they have most of the returning mm-hmm. the biggest the biggest returning cast yeah even even uh one of the villains isn't um what's the main villain uh yeah he's he was in the last one too yes um sean harris's character well, i mean the main villain of the last movie was in this one yeah yeah um i think like um what ghost protocol like seeing the uh the skyscraper sequence in IMAX <laughs> yes. was like one of the coolest things i've ever seen like on a giant that in the sand i saw storm, it on a proper like... IMAX uh, <laughs> sorry what was that even supposed to be okay sandstorm Darude sandstorm sure um but I think the, the hey, final you, action... What? I was going to say, can, can I, you insert a clip of Darude's Sandstorm when you Sandstorm? I don't think so. I think your uh, rendition was probably good enough, right? Sorry about that, Zach. I think just Rogue Nation and Fallout are consistent in their their action storytelling throughout. Uh, and... and and connect all the way through. I think um, I think Ghost Protocol's ending lacked a little bit for me, which is like the car 
the the car port scene. <laughs> That's hilarious, um, though. <laughs> uh, you actually said mission accomplished yes. <laughs> yeah. and three i forgot the parts that didn't quite work for me with three um but that's pretty consistent all the way through and philip seymour hoffman's in it less than you remember too but he is it needed more care uh what's her face carrie russell why can i not think of names today at all <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah long story short um, I'm I'm with these last two, both by Christopher McQuarrie as my favorite two in the franchise so far. Um, Lauren, where are you at with Fallout? Uh, I it's pretty much I'd say the last three for me are kind of like on the same platform. Where, mm-hmm. Like honestly, I can't. I did really like three. I don't remember it that well, and I've only seen the first two once ages ago, so I don't remember mm-hmm. them. But like all of these last ones, they're just they're just so fun. And, like, I know there's not a huge mystery necessarily to what's going on. Like, you guess a lot of the stuff that's going to happen in these movies. But they're just so chaotic action-wise that it's kind of a relief to not have to think that much about the story. And it's just so fun. And as much as Tom Cruise has some problems, he's just such a good actor. (laughs) John. Yeah, I think of all the Mission Impossibles, this was the one that... um... I was I was the least kind of aware of what they were trying to do with the action and I was the most invested slash uh, stressed out by it. <laughs> um, like I remember however 40 minutes into the motorcycle scene, I was just like, this is super compelling and it's literally just him on a bike. Like yeah. I like I don't know and I think that in and of itself speaks to, um, I know action films probably get like maybe ragged on or they get like a stereotype but like this is like what the genre can do and it can be very compelling my goodness um, the choreography yeah right <laughs> like um, and it, it has all the aspects of a great spy film it's got exotic locations it's got um, like twists and turns in terms of like uncovering the mystery of who did what and who is what blah 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 um do you think this is a question for the group without getting spoilery do you think they tipped their hand a little too early like i said i was fine with it just because there's so much to keep track of it was kind of i was i was okay with knowing what or who was who i think they might not have intended that at first but since kind of like i could tell just from the trailers i think most of us could i think they knew that it was going to be easy to figure out mm-hmm. so they were just like screw it let's just put it in the trailer and then people won't be mad yeah about like an easy twist which mm-hmm. is you know it's not a bad idea i mean the, the the movie's not about the mystery or the twist so it's fine but no, um yeah. yeah i will so i will say my my couple of thoughts in regards to that one i think the i think the reveal or like I, I guess I should say the sub reveal, uh, very early on. I felt like that was ambiguous enough to leave things like, well, here's what I'll say. Um, the twist, uh, I thought was still effective, even though like you guys said, um, it was kind of like revealed, sort of both in the trailer and kind of early on in the movie. But even though I appreciated that, the like actual mechanics or the like the details of the plot, like I. I didn't know 
I was confused for the motivations of the main bad guy or were they working together with someone yeah. or were they just two separate parties? Like it got confusing later on, but I kind of abandoned it because again, that's not necessarily the most important yeah. part. Like I couldn't remember oh. what the main villain wanted just because they like did the whole dossier reveal thing in the beginning and explained the person. And then later is like, wait, who is this person? Because you didn't have the face to go with the information at the time. So my mind kind of just, blanked it out it's like wait yeah who why are people doing what <laughs> what's happening i think there's a lot of good fake outs in general in the movie so yeah. even if this you predicted this the the, the big twist the biggest uh, yeah. personnel and twist like, we're talking even, about it does it still works plus there was just so much like when information was given around certain things or like quote unquote like twists and whatnot it's like everything was still super satisfying even if you know mm -hmm. who the villain is because of like the stuff that happens around the character and whatnot yeah i mean a a, a movie a movie's twist a, a twist doesn't mean anything if you don't give a shit about mm -hmm. how it was executed and how it works and even if you know a twist if it's cleverly done as this movie has more than a few clever twists and turns in it it, it, it doesn't matter if you really know it. It's still exhilarating to watch. I mean, some movies with clever twists that you can rewatch over time uh, keep working because they're just yeah, if the, executed if twist, well. If, if the twist is revealed to the characters is fun, it doesn't really matter if it if it isn't like easily if it's easily revealed to you. It's still fun to figure out for the characters. Yeah, and fun to watch. Ben, thoughts on Fallout? I feel like I'm gonna be the the odd man out on this, but I'm going to preface it with, I liked this movie. I liked it a lot. It's a, it's good, but I do think it is the weakest since three. Like it's far from a bad movie, but I think it to me, I feel like this, I don't know, like this fatigue from the series. Like we've seen Tom Cruise do all these cool things. And I, I don't know. It just, it, it it didn't really hit me the same way uh, Rogue Nation did, or 3, or uh, 4, you know? Um, I still really enjoyed it. I think it has the best vehicle chase in any of, this, any of the movies so far. I think it has the best vehicle chase in any movie, period. <laughs> it's great. Um, I Although, think I've never seen any of the Fast and the Furiouses. How? Yeah, I missed anything. <laughs> I'll take that back. I've seen Tokyo Drift like four times. Of all of them, you've seen Tokyo Drift. <laughs> hey, Tokyo Drift's pretty good. Four times. I, I, I like, think. I mean, I judge you a lot, but this <laughs> is ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I think the final action sequence was a little, a little too much. Like I was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just. I left it being like that was an enjoyable movie, but it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, I had been hearing it's like one of the best action movies in years. You know, the best Mission Impossible yet. And I'm like, eh, not really seeing yeah, that. I can I can see what you're saying. Like I can agree with it. I'll say my biggest complaint. I didn't actually mention it, but you reminded me of this when you were talking about it. Just I kind of feel like we're in this whole, like like they need to do something more with Rebecca Ferguson's character. It's kind of she's been like the same character in both of the last movies. It's like they and just need like to they just need to get her out of MI6, the organization, not the movie. Um and just put her <laughs> in the IMF already. Like make her just 
just put her in the team and not have to have like all these like like lines this, this between like, them that keep her from being yeah, fully kind of, invested in the like in that team if that makes sense yeah like a sort of will they won't they kind of yeah thing and i feel like the relationship just, they have between them like loving relationship it has not been developed enough for me let's calm that down a little bit yeah i agree with you on that but she looks just like his ex-wife that's creepy which I can, whenever I see... He's got poor, a type. Poor Michelle Monaghan. Whenever I see her, all I can think about is my sister, for whatever reason, thinks Michelle Monaghan looks like Michael Jackson. Yeah, and, and so then she told my wife that she I looks know. like Michelle Monaghan, <laughs> and Amy thinks that's all... She looks... It's, <laughs> that's a, it's awesome. a big cluster cuss. Yeah, I don't think Michelle Monaghan thought about it that way. You're beautiful, and Heather is wrong. <laughs> yes, she is. My sister is stupid sometimes. No, she... Does anyone else always think she looks like Liv Tyler? Uh, I can see it. But back in the day, she'd always confuse her for the Grey's Anatomy girl. What's her name? Um, Ellen Pompeo? Yeah. Look, I, I remembered a name, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, that's three thumbs up and a slightly tilted Ben's thumbs. Ben's still liked it. Oh no no! Like it's it's still a thumbs up. Like go yeah. see this movie. I just it's like I think it's not like the best movie this, ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> like with all this. With, like I was thinking, oh man, this is gonna be like John Wick caliber. And it's like no, no, it's not. I'm taking this movie over both the John Wicks as as fun as those movies are. Wow, that's I'll, that's I'd, a big statement. I'd take them both. I enjoy them both a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into spoilers. So spoilers? Sure. Spoilers. 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 Um, the thing we were speaking around, I was talking around, was um, the Henry Cavill. The mustache makes Superman. I was gonna say evil. it's like I I knew I never trusted it for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the earliest tell in the movie is when he gives. Angela Bassett, uh, a non-broken phone. Yeah, it's like I always, ex- um, I always question him just because of the premise of all these like agents that could be actually bad guys. Yeah, but... and it's and it's like if someone's questioning, you know, Tom. Yeah, Cruise's if someone's questioning him, it's just yeah. like, no, nah, they're probably the bad guy. <laughs> Um, it's like they're, they're either the bad guy or they don't know Ethan Which Hunt is why I really yet. appreciated later in the movie when uh, Henry Cavill's character was pointing the finger at Tom Cruise that no one else was going along with it. It's like, yeah, we don't believe you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay, uh, can we talk about... What was his name again? Which one? Superman? Yeah. Walker? Henry Cavill? No, but what was well, what was it? What was his like terrorist pseudonym or whatever? Oh, I don't remember. John Lark or John something. Lark. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. okay. Yeah. So, oh, whoa, um, that was awesome! I did not know I'd remember that. That was awesome. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, he was the whole deal was he wanted the plutonium from the apostles. So the deal was break out. Uh, Sean Harris's character, I forget what he was called, what his name was, and we will give you the plutonium so that you can enact your whole, like, disrupt the status quo and we'll reach equilibrium again. Blah blah blah. I don't know. No, the the apostles wanted Sean no, Harris's but they character had... back. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So they said, 
if you break him out, we will give you the plutonium. That was like the exchange or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And the reason why he uh, included Ethan in on all this, even though it's like it was super convoluted, was he needed Ethan to fulfill the role of John Lark so he could try the double cross. No, I mean, it's not convoluted in a mission. I mean, every Mission Impossible movie basically has the bad guy using Ethan Hunt to do something impossible. <laughs> No, to yeah. then but secretly I mean, it's just, it's a, Ethan Hunt still has the upper hand the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just yeah. the that's that's a staple of the franchise well, at this point, I cause, think. Cuz I guess the thing at one point though that confused me, which I think I'm over now is that like at the end Sean Harris's character was with him and they were like planning to blow up the world together and it was just like, "Well, why didn't you just blow up the world together?" And I guess the idea was they want to frame Ethan in the process too. Well, yeah, Sean Harris's character was very much He's kind of like the Joker with Batman. <laughs> it's like he's very zeroed in on Ethan Hunt and ruining his life. Wow. Which did we feel like Michelle Monaghan's new husband? Did we feel like he was also in on it, or was he? You just... weren't supposed no. to, but he did. Just the I don't. There was something about his face. I think I was like, I don't trust him. <laughs> well, I think it's just because it's like you're not. You're not the woman she should be or the the man she should be with that's that's ethan hunt's wife Come well on. she shouldn't be west with him bentley. either he makes a horrible husband <laughs> west Fair bentley enough. was also terrible in the role like he sounded like a robot trying to be a human being and every time he opened his mouth um uh, i will say another gripe i had was at the very end when michelle monaghan was like to ethan like Everything you've done has made me the person who I am, and I'm so grateful f- for you towards it. And it just that I'm sorry, I could not get behind that. Like it's like you uprooted her entire life. Yeah. Yeah, and by <laughs> yeah. doing so, she found like Doctors Without Borders. Yeah. I totally bought into her rationale. She's like, it wasn't ideal, but it found somehow find me in the place that I am now, and I and appreciate- it gave I, her I a it. bigger purpose. <laughs> Yeah, I was on board with that explanation, even though they were bending backwards to give um, Ethan Hunt the A-OK to fuck Ilsa Faust. Yeah, um, like seriously, was... there was not a reason for Michelle Monaghan to be in this movie <laughs> or the fourth movie. <laughs> like, no, she. I think she was good in the fourth movie. It was but just you're so right. weird they, because she just like, kind of did the same thing in this one. I just didn't realize that yeah, she, she knew. Or no, she didn't know the he was there. Movie. Never mind. It was just. It was kind of weird. Like. They cut like the third movie ends with them married and everything, as far as I remember. And you make it, you're like, okay, they're gonna have more movies together, and then they're not. Oh, we're together. talking about different people, yeah. Okay, you're talking Michelle about Michelle Monaghan. No, yeah, no. I was talking. I was. I'm just talking about Rebecca like Ferguson. Like I understand why they have it in this movie, but at the same time, it was something that I had just written off. Like it didn't need to be brought back for me. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I didn't yeah, need closure. I, I just accepted it as like a casualty in these movies yeah i think mcqueary said he had never done a sequel before and he realized the only way he could do a sequel is if he just sequelized the entire franchise um yeah. and that's how we ended up bringing her back and uh did anybody else catch and tell me if i'm wrong that um what's her face um the white widow vanessa who kirby by who's awesome vanessa kirby like who's i really need crown. to watch the crown now <laughs> oh yeah she's so great in it um, well, she's only in the first two seasons. She's being recast by as well, isn't everyone being Carter. recast? Yeah, yeah, everybody is. But Helena Barter Carter is playing her in the next season, and it, hmm. I'm excited. 
but um uh she she is the daughter of max the arms dealer in the first movie did anybody else catch that no because yeah, again i, I haven't that. watched the first okay. movie in like a decade or two but i, I wasn't <laughs> she also, alone she also I, looks I, a little bit like mac like vanessa redgrave too was that like vanessa slight, redgrave that that's who max was yeah i was assuming max was a man so that's how much i remember that movie <laughs> <laughs> sexist but that um, also uh man i feel like i have just so many gripes with this movie even though i really liked it but like that was so unsatisfying because then she got off. The well, yeah, I was really end. confused about that. Like she wasn't, she was just working with the government in this movie. But like, it was really weird no, how they tied it up. I think she was always like a. I thought they implied See, I that thought, she's. Been I didn't CIA think she was always a, a double agent type person. And then at the end, because I always just assumed she was a bad person who suddenly like needed to make good with the government, and like then they mm-hmm. gave her like one of the worst villains in the universe and trusted her with him at the end of the movie. <laughs> or yeah, it's like I don't know about that. I'm on well, board and all of that because makes no I just sense hope because... Vanessa Kirby's in more of these movies. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm fine with that. No, I think she was awesome. She was a great part of it. But like, Ethan Hunt is literally the reason your mom was arrested excuse me, arrested. So, like, one, how would you not know that face? And two, why would you ever want to work with any government after... Well, that's going to come up in the next movie when she rips well, his face off. No. She she wouldn't know who Ethan Hunt was, necessarily. Yeah, like, what's-his-face? Henry Cavill's character didn't know that Ethan Hunt was the guy who caught the guy in the last movie. They don't know all these things. No, that's fair. Um, apparently He's a spy. Was... You don't get told who caught your villain mom (laughs) (laughs) um apparently is alec baldwin's idea to kill be killed in this movie which i thought was a valiant uh as soon as as soon as they were like welcome to the team i'm like oh yeah (laughs) that was such a good sequence like we were talking about oh yeah maybe it not being satisfying with um a reveal earlier or whether or not it's satisfying but that whole scene where uh, you realize that they were like playing Henry Cavill with Simon Pegg's mm-hmm. character in the room. It was so good. <laughs> and then Benji got to wear two masks in one movie after yeah. not getting to wear any before. It was great. I laughed so hard in the big reveal, um, the Wolf Blitzer reveal. I was like, oh, Benji got to wear a mask! I, yeah, I that know. was good. After just having really watched all of them. Like, had they not um, killed Alec Baldwin, I wonder if they would have killed Simon Pegg, just because it felt like there was no way he was going to survive this movie half the time. Yeah, I did think Simon Pegg wasn't going to make it out. I actually had some stakes with that. I figured he was going to be done. Um, ben, let's talk about what, why, how, you, how this movie didn't elevate for you to the levels of anticipation that you had. I would say the fight scene... If we're going to compare to the, those other two spy series or whatever, the bathroom fight was incredible. That was the, pretty good. I liked, and then they just did like I, the nosebleed yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so liked, good. <laughs> like that. I've had some bad mo- nosebleeds, but oh my God. <laughs> they they implied that the, the bullet, the wound, the head wound. Like all the blood on the ground. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I also think that, uh, I also think a great meta joke was like in all the trailers how everyone was talking about the scene where henry cavill like whips out like his like arms or whatever or, oh my like God. i don't know reloads them, them out so yeah, reloads them so sexy 
I, <laughs> I loved how in the actual scene, instead of having the like gun cocks or whatever, it was just this really soft, like subtle, like, and it was just, it just seemed so out of place. I don't know. I, I thought it was a good meta laugh at a scene that everyone had been talking about from the trailer. The two scenes that went IMAX in this movie were the halo jump and the the helicopter stuff at the end of the movie. Uh, and so did the well, yes. Ben, did those not work for you then? Like I'm, I'm. Curious. I mean, I, the the halo jump was fine. I I don't think it's that amazing. I, like the fact that it's no, the fact that he did it. And what you're watching is all real is what makes that yes, sequence amazing. That, what that I, is, I, I agree halo jump that when. This just the, the skydiving the, scene. Yes, yeah, the okay. skydiving scene. I agree. It's, like the the there isn't as much tension there because you don't really care about Walker. Um, but yeah, I thought they so paid it off with yourself. a great joke at the end. <laughs> they pay it yeah, off with I mean, a joke, it's... but the fact that you know you're watching real things happening. See, I didn't realize he did that. So compelling. Yes, he did. <laughs> He's so crazy. They both crazy. did it. They both. Oh, really? Did it. Cavill did okay, it too. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and same thing with the the helicopter sequence has some great moments in it too but the fact that you you know that is tom cruise flying that fucking helicopter Jesus. through the mountains which no he learned in he, like it was so awful for him <laughs> he's like he was actually learning on the spot you know <laughs> well apparently they said the training takes like three months working seven days a week and he did like a week uh, eight hours a day and they're like well why aren't we working longer than that? So he worked for 16 hours a day for like a month and a half Jeez. to learn how to do all that. Apparently. Um, uh, I saw, I think it was maybe blur blur herder. He's mm-hmm. uh, a video game type guy. I think he was with like attack the show and all those things. IGN or something. I don't remember. I don't know what he's doing now, but on Twitter, he said something like Tom Cruise wants to be Tom Cruise when he grows up. <laughs> it's like, it's so true. <laughs> um, I seriously hope Tom Cruise just like literally trains actors to be actual spies slash superheroes, <laughs> and then we just have superheroes. It's then. it's all yeah. A cover. This is actually his cover. You're right. <laughs> um, so Ben, with those two sequences, I can kind of get where you're coming from. Where they didn't like the the the, the helicopter. So I think the helicopter flight mm-hmm. was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, but once they actually landed and all the stuff rolling down and the fight on the hill, on the, the cliff top, I was just mm-hmm. like, God, this was so... That just, that was a throwback just, for me, just because of him, like, I, free I climbing guess. and stuff. And then, but then the final, the final little, like, he kills him with the hook, it's like, dude, no one's that fucking good. Oh, no. It and was I great. Just... We got to see Superman become Two-Face and then become Captain <laughs> Hook. <laughs> um... But it, it just was like, it, it seemed like it was too much for me, I guess. And it was one of those, I, I liked, I, again, I still mostly enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I gave no, it I'm not saying you didn't like it. I just, really just want to know. But it's just, I just want to know. But what no, I'm there with you. you. Like, the hook moment, it's very what, much one of those, oh, come on now moments. But at the same time, yeah, I remember, exactly. like, I guffawed when it happened. I was I mean, that's like also the last the 30 minutes of the movie, yeah. too, though. Is like, it was also like. It was also gnarly. Like I was just like, "Oh shit!" But also, I couldn't help it. I laughed at that. Um, it was um, brutal. Speaking, another twist that got me was I totally bought the nuclear bombs went off at the end with the, with the the fade to white and then the, (laughs) and then the the sun shining 
in the yeah. distance. Like, I bought it for a few seconds. I was like, holy shit, they just reset this whole thing. Oh, but then was I was like, oh, I shouldn't have Speaking of those bombs, like, another great scene was Simon Pegg and Rebecca Ferguson in the cabin fighting What's-His-Face. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, Solid. hanging back there. Oh, poor Benji. Ben, you're going to say something. Um, I also think the final scene where it's just, like, everyone... Uh, when Ethan's like recuperating, everyone's in the room all hunky dory. It just yeah, that was an awkward scene. Yeah, it feels it feels like too well. Everything's okay now. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like the it was like the ending of the though. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except the Lord of the Rings trilogy's ending was what like twenty minutes of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't. I love these hobbits, but if I see another fucking one of them jumping on the bed, I'm just. <laughs> ugh. I mean, the, the, all these movies end with a happy ending like that, and I, the, the fact that you, I can still get caught up in them, I think is a testament to just how good these movies have been. Like, th- you know, it's gonna how it's gonna end. You know the trope. Ethan's gonna have to do something crazy and stupid, and you know, it, and yes, it's ridiculous. No one can be that good, but I don't know. I still get wrapped up in it, and. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think for me, that's, that is a, and I can, I can totally, I can totally understand that as well. You know, it's just, it's like, I think everyone has their own kind of action preference and that was a little too much for me at times, I guess. I think I the know. car chase in the middle of the movie is the highlight of the movie though. Um, yeah, no, that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. hands down. Like I was so into it just like seeing all the shit going on and then oh. it ends with the amazing scene with the co- they the, the they roll up in the police officer oh yeah that was them. really good and then yeah. he pulls he takes them out oh my god it was so oh, I, I need to see this movie again yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and uh, another great I, another scene I loved is when um, when Tom Cruz, Ethan Hunt was playing. What do we say the guy's name was? Lark. Uh, Lark. John Lark. When he was explaining the plan, and then they like they, it. Seem it seems like they're doing a flash to it as he describes it, mm-hmm. and you see Ethan Hunt execute that person. You're like, holy shit! Like I totally bought into that too. And I'm like, oh, he was just <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, and then he's obviously going to find some way to not do that. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. So good. Was it a dude or was it that woman? That would have been clever if it was the, an actress. I don't know if any of you. Ca- it was so quick. It, they it was the, a dude it was, that he killed. It was a dude. The, okay. Yeah. That they should have totally been that same woman that they run into later. That would have. Been yeah, good. but she wasn't a part of that police force. She was just a random know. officer. I know. Um. I also thought he was gonna kill Ving Rhames in the beginning too. I was a sucker for this movie. I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, when well, he said, I mean, that's. I think most people most people were like this is it's gotten some great reviews I've seen and I think it's gonna maybe go up even this I think I liked Rogue Nation more I think I upped my review from like a four to a four and a half stars um, when I rewatched it I think this movie removed from the hype going into it you know there was like like Ben said there was like three weeks of build up with people throwing out comparisons to this um maybe we even repeating some of them on this podcast and um while it mostly lived up to that for me 
I, I, I'm excited to see it once removed from those expect, expectations. And I mean, I'm, I'm like, it's, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one. If there is a next one, I mean, I, I, I doubt there won't be a next one. There has to be. Yeah. There can't not be. Yeah. Cause it makes so much money, you know, and these don't make as much money as you think they make. It's, but it's Tom Cruise's action vehicle. He needs I mean, they're gonna. They, it makes enough money to make more of these movies for sure. They they will definitely make another one. I would love them to spin off Ilsa into her own thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but like uh, it's seriously one of those. Uh, it'll have to be over Tom Cruise's dead body. He's yeah, not that's giving why this Jeremy up. Renner's not in these <laughs> movies anymore. Yeah, they're like Jeremy. You're totally gonna get to take over the Mission Impossible franchise. <laughs> Uh, then they get put him in an office last movie, and then he just wasn't even Brant didn't even get mentioned in this one. I don't think so. Um, which is a shame. I think Rainer was really good in both those movies in both the parts as like well, you know, to take it to take it back to the beginning of what we were talking about. He just needs to be in a 007 movie next, and he's got all the series. <laughs> he's done all three of them. Uh, yeah, he could be the bad guy. In I think Baby he was also Boils. too busy not being in Infinity War Part One. So yeah, you know um, he's on house arrest, guys. You you can't do anything. <laughs> I forgot Danny Boyle is directing the next Bond movie. That makes me very very excited for that movie. Um, is he twenty yeah. that does twenty eight days later? Really like is that, that Danny Boyle? Twenty eight days later, yeah. yeah. Right. Train spotting, um, twenty eight. Slumdog. Oh, one twenty seven hours. Think he did 20- 27 hours. Yeah, he, he does lots of great stuff. Um, cool, cool. Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, that's right. Oh. Sunshine. I liked him way more than I ever knew I did. <laughs> He's great. He's one of our best. Re- go see Billions if you never saw Billions. Yeah, I'm looking... I'm looking at the rest of his filmography and it's like, yeah, he kind of he kind of is. Dude doesn't like, make bad movies. Um, the Beach, I think, yeah. is the wor- my least favorite of his movies. The Di- DiCaprio one. Um, Shallow Grave, also great. Ben, that you could put that. Why, have you ever seen Shallow Grave, Ben? I don't know if I'd call uh, it a, no, a, a, a horror film, but yeah, because it, it's, it's. I'm looking at it right now. It says black comedy crime. Yeah, crime thriller, dark. I don't know, um, but it's definitely worth Starring watching. Starring relatively little-known actors: Ewan McGregor, <laughs> Chris, Christopher Eccleston, and Carrie Fox. That's kind of cool. Um. Out it's on like Criterion is... Blu-ray DVD. Um, <laughs> does anybody have any last Mission Impossible Fallout thoughts they want to get out there? Um, all of again, I just want to reiterate all of my like little digs at this movie don't really detract from it too much. This is still a very enjoyable movie. Um, next week is going to be Christopher Robin, the latest. Disney mining their um, IP for new yeah, live action Yeah, so many versions. trailers before this movie were like, my god, <laughs> come up with some new ideas, guys. Well, I think the next four of these are Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King, Mowgli. and Mulan. Mowgli Does Mowgli is not- count? Well, Mowgli's not Disney. Mowgli's not Disney the Jungle and it's not Book coming out of Disney, theaters though, anymore. So technically yeah, but it counts. <laughs> but it's not Disney. They already did the Jungle okay. Book. <laughs> Yeah, this is um, this is a reboot of a reboot. I'm actually kind of bummed. I totally would have gone to see Mowgli in 3D on the big I'm, screen. I am jazzed. It's going straight to Netflix. 
Um, yeah, it's going straight to Netflix because it's supposed to be darker, and like it should happen in the jungle, Mowgli's going to die in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a completely new story. It's not the Jungle Book. Yeah, it, yep. Um, but Christopher Robin, directed by Mark Foster, starring Ewan McGregor of um, Danny Boyle fame. <laughs> yeah, little known actor and, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> uh, Haley Atwell. And Haley Atwell, maybe you consider her actually being in the movie. Um, New yeah, Hollywood we'll upcomer, that. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, to stay up on what we're watching, go see Christopher Robin and come back next week for that. Until then, I'm Zach Goldenberg. Find me at Zach Goldenberg. And you can find us at middleofrow.com where we post some written stuff from time to time. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, or you can follow all of us on Middle of the Row on Facebook. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J. And you can also follow us on Twitter for when we post written content, content, excuse me, like reviews, or uh, when we post podcast episodes. And that's at Middle of Row. Hashtag Nova. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofroad.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go see Christopher Robin. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road.